Hey, this is Kyle from the Longbox Cast. I'm sure you've heard my co-host Steve talk about Revenge Lover designs a million times. But now I'm going to mention it for the one millionth and one time, so stick with me here. If you need a really kick-ass logo, but you don't want to ask your neighbor's kid because you know he's going to do it on PowerPoint or Microsoft Word, then go to revengelover.com and tell her Kyle from the Longbox Cast sent you. I guarantee you she'll use Photoshop or Illustrator, one of the professional design programs that graphic designers are supposed to be doing. Seriously, who the hell uses PowerPoint? Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Yeah. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am, of course, is Steve-O, along with my lovely co-host. I'm Anna. And we are back for episode 31. I don't even know why I name the episodes or tell people. Because <laughs> uh, I'm just weird like that. Well, I want to know because I don't know how many episodes we've done. This, so. Well, actually, no, this is not 31. This is actually 32. Oh. Last week was 31. So I can't even get it right. But um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, of course, we're back. And uh, of course... Uh, uh, you can follow us on the Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash notanotherbhorrorcast. Um, don't forget to also check out uh, our Twitter at bhorrorcast and our uh, Instagram at bhorrorcast as well. And um, so we don't have – I don't have the definite link yet. We're still in the works on that, but apparently it's going to be in the description of the podcast. But uh, we are going to talk about this because one of our tweets were favorited by this new uh, sponsor – that oh, we're going to yeah. have. So if people want to do this, they can. So basically, on the description of the podcast, when you download it, uh, there will be a link attached to it for a company called NerdBlock. Woohoo! So NerdBlock is a great subscription thing. You pay so much money. You, well, when you go to this banner, you click on it, subscribe. You know, um, when you subscribe to this every month, you will get a nice little thing. And you can pick different blocks. Um, the block will probably promote, since where the horror cast is the horror block. But every box comes with a t-shirt, and you get a bunch of swag along with it. Uh, sometimes you get pop vinyls, depending on what you're looking for. So if you click on that little link that's in our description box on the podcast, uh, little thingy or whatnot, uh, and then go ahead and subscribe, uh, we'll get a little bit of a kickback. So... Um, yeah, I think I'm paying about 19.99 plus shipping and handling for mine at least, and I get like the t-shirts are freaking awesome. Like one month I actually got a Gremlins shirt um that has Gizmo on the front and then whenever it it glows in the dark in the shape of a Gremlin like outlined on top of Gizmo. Like it's Super freaking cool. So they have some really awesome shirts. Yeah, so go ahead and check that out. And they got tons of different blocks. So in case horror... Well, if you're listening to horror cast and horror's not your thing, then <laughs> I, maybe you just like the sound of my 
sensual sexy, voice. Sexy voice. But uh, yeah, I want to give them a shout out because they did uh, in the latest actually Nerd Block subscription. Um, I got a Tobin Spirit Guide uh, Ghostbuster edition. Um, I'm not going to go into too much yes. detail with that uh, on this show, but check out next month because next month is full blown Ghostbusters. So the first movie we'll be watching next month is going to be Ghostbusters. Uh, the one after that will be Ghostbusters two. And then I believe the new movie comes out, so we'll probably be watching that and talk about that. And then at the end of the month, we're going to talk about the video game, the comic books, the cartoon shows, the extreme Ghostbusters, and everything pretty much. And the lunchbox. I don't know. <laughs> well, I do have a, the um, trap lunchbox, yeah. actually. But, <laughs> but yeah, so stay tuned for that month. Get ready for a bunch of uh, Ghostbusters stuff posted to the Facebook page and everything like that. But I just want to get all that stuff out of the way. Um, cause which, actually, fun fact, that lunchbox was from NerdBlock. So. Yes, which, actually, that's why. Um, and, okay, I will say this. No, they do not give us blocks for free. We are not getting stuff for free from them. We are paying for our own subscription as well, um, unless there's a deal striked up. So the only way we get money if you guys subscribe. So it's not like we're getting free stuff, and this is, and it's not like I'm sitting here promoting stuff, going like, "Oh, this stuff is the greatest stuff ever," because they're physically paying us. Technically, you guys would be paying us. So yeah, if you subscribe, true. going through that link, and now this link is going to be attached to all of our shows. So don't just think it's an exclusive on the Not Another Be Horror Cast. It will be on the rest of them. I will pimp the shit out of it, and probably you'll be hearing a bumper in the beginning of the show unless you just kind of skip over that um, with all the other bumpers we have and everything like that. I will say, even if we weren't going to get a kickback from you guys for NerdBlock, I would probably promote it anyways because I really do like it. Yeah. So they give out a lot of awesome shit. So yeah, so I figure I, I touch upon that because I don't have a bumper for it yet, which most likely will be recording right after this or sometime this week, uh, with a bunch of other bumpers. Because I'm starting to believe that uh, live reads only work on our live show, um, which I'm going to try something new since Eric is away or Eric is moving, and we'll see he when he pops us. in. He left us, so uh, Matthew and I will be taking over socially awkward. Um, and I have some yeah. have some curious, I have some funny ideas to throw in there for the. Uh, um, live reads and whatnot, Ooh. but I mean, bumpers are still on the attached on the shows and everything like that. But yeah, I just want to get that out of the way because you know it wouldn't be a podcast unless I'm not rambling like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, but anyways, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the show, I gotta come up with a better phrase. That was the ice falling. Okay, I was like, who's at my door now? Um, <laughs> come and knock at my door. We'll be yelling at you. Probably. Because you're probably way too loud and we fucking hate you. Nah, 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 nah. Well, ah. everyone hates me, so that's cool. Um, Let's talk about me because it's my studio. Oh. But, um, yeah, um, I, I was going to say, before we dig a grave into this show, instead of meat and potatoes, I don't know. <laughs> Anna, how was your week? It was not memorable. <laughs> Uh, I really didn't do that much this week. I mostly just did work, um, dealt with my me knee being retarded as per usual, and, um, yeah, I think that that's about it. Um, what about you? How was your week? Uh, my week's been pretty much the same. Just work. Looking forward to this weekend, three-day weekend. Um, if people have been following us on Instagram and some of that, you've been seeing some maybe sketches from me. I'm working on a brand new logo for Not Another Be Horrorcast, and hopefully yeah, buddy. the logo will also become maybe a t-shirt that we'll be trying to sell as well. So, um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, slowly but surely working on big ideas for a lot of stuff with the network again. So, yeah. Um, but... Cthulhu. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was gonna 
Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead and tell your friends. Get everybody on board. We need more likes and fun and stuff like that. We are only around if you guys are around, you know? Otherwise, we're literally just talking to ourselves. Talking which to is, ourselves. I do that enough. Thank you very much. So yeah. if you could pass around the word and actually listen to this show, that would be great. So um, we also do have a brand new segment on the show. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if we want to do. We might do that last because uh, you seem to have a lot of information usually when you find these things. So, but yeah. we'll introduce that new little thing at the end of the show. But um, before we do, uh, yeah, I think that's actually it. So, um, yeah, just next month, uh, get ready for all bunch of Ghostbusters stuff and uh, whatnot. But I think without further ado, we're gonna dive into our our latest eerie news of the week. Um, if the stupid sound wants to finally do what I want to do. But yeah, so we're going to dive into the eerie news of the week. It is time for eerie news of the week. So just some quick stories. Um, one of these actually is probably one of those video things that we'll be posting on the, um, Facebook page and stuff like that. But, um, so this one is called, uh, I call this Real or Fake. Uh, this comes from the website uh, Coast to Coast. Um, it says, watch Elvis still alive uh, and spotted at Graceland. So there's a video that I'm going to watch. And oh, no person. shit. Graceland? Yeah, Graceland. Oh, that's the... Uh, the uh, uh... the place where Elvis died. No, um, <laughs> my head just exploded. Hang on a second. Um of course, you have that problem all the time, don't you? Oh, um, hey, I'm not the one who came in late reeking of sex, so you know what? <laughs> hey, anyways, anything goes on yeah. this podcast. Freaking Toby, jeez, take a shower next time. Um, no, he just smells like pussy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I laughed way too hard at that. Um, no, uh, Graceland is the old amusement park for christians that was shut down and then there was like a rape and a killing at some point there yeah it's i was expecting something else but uh, apparently somebody said uh an uh an enthusiastic believer that uh believer that elvis okay faked his death yeah elvis faked his death and claims that new footage captures the king hiding in plain sight at a graceland under the uh the groundskeep. So I'm just under the guise of a groundskeeper. So basically, he thinks Elvis is a groundskeeper. <laughs> Actually, I think the best line was the uh, the movie with Bruce Campbell in it called uh, Bubba Hotap, where um, he plays Elvis Presley. Oh, really? Um, he actually is Elvis Presley. Uh, he did not fake his death, but he had like a stand-in body double, and the body double actually died. Oh. And they all thought that Elvis was dead, and he was placed in a nursing home thinking that he is. They all think he's senile, that he's Elvis, which he's not. And then they have to actually fight this like mummy that comes back from the dead or whatnot. Uh, very <laughs> interesting film. Um, whatnot. This is okay. I'm. I don't even. Yeah, okay, I'm just going to say fake on this one. The video is just some guy, like, working, and this guy's probably sitting there going, like, why the fuck are these people videotaping me? So, uh, say to Brady, you guys, the king is dead, which saddens everybody and stuff like that, but they have to, um, you know, think. So, uh, last week, a drone video caught a uh, viral uh, attention uh, when it appeared to show Bigfoot running through a field in Idaho. Now, the creators have released a new video that shows the truth. It was all a hoax and a pretty basic one at that. Okay, well, I just got to point out really quick, going back to the Elvis thing really quickly, the reason why that 
the reason why Elvis conspiracy theorists think that this is Elvis is because seemingly simply scratching his head, some observers contend that the man is making a V symbol as a way of surreptitiously indicating that he is indeed really Elvis. So apparently if you scratch your head and make the V symbol, that means you're Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Okay. I understand, like, I want to believe that whole thing, but come on. Like, really, do you, do people really just have no self-respect anymore? I don't think it's self-respect. I think people just are crazy. (sighs) Probably. This is why the terrorists hate us. Um, Right? Anyways, so Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot hoax. Yeah, I didn't know if you were actually looking at stories or sending Snapchats to people. Um, <laughs> you had your phone out before, and I was all like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, it's because I was trying to like read it and talking to the mic at the same time. Uh, uh, yeah, so possible Bigfoot uh, in Idaho flying drones around. So apparently this was a great ho- uh, a hoax that people did, but I'm going to watch the video and see if actually people could believe this. Um, that the people of oh, the hoax that thing. Now, if it's a very believable video, that's pretty good of them doing a hoax. But it's like a uh, Bigfoot came went ru- running across these planes. Um, uh, I don't think there's any. <laughs> they added some music to it. <laughs> looking for Bigfoot. Where is my Bigfoot? Looking for Bigfoot. Yeah, oh, uh, Bigfoot's got a zone theme song. Why the fuck is in Idaho? No one knows. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Oh. Bigfoot. Big, Bigfoot. Motherfucker, drop it like it's hot. Mm. <laughs> oh, this video takes fucking forever. Um, yeah, I skipped ahead a little bit. Wow. is kind of long. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to Bigfoot yet. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even see the Bigfoot, so whatever. Again, I am just finding really shitty eerie news of the week. Uh, no, it's not shitty. It's just, it's a troll video. It's literally all it is. Okay, so uh, anyway, so in Week in Weird, paranormal investigators capture a plagued victim ghost while exploring a haunted uh, Santorio uh, Duran hospital. Uh, again, another video. Again, I will post these on the Facebook page, and I don't know if I even do. And if I don't post them on the Facebook page, maybe Anna might actually get off her ass and start posting. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um so, the Sanatorio Duran Hospital, considered one of the most haunted locations in Central America, was built in 1918. And though the hospital has been abandoned for many years, it was once used to treat patients suffering from tuberculosis, also known as the White Plague. Ugh, we're going to call fake on this video. Um, go ahead, go on. Uh, not only did the Sanatorio Duran Hospital treat patients from suffering from tuberculosis, it was an, also an asylum for the severely mentally ill. The mysterious figure that the investigators captured on film is said to be 
one of the hospital's most famous ghosts, a, gir a girl who is said to spend most of her time roaming the lower levels of the building. Additionally, several ghostly nuns are said to still walk the halls of the hospital, seeking the sick to offer their assistance to. Um, the clip has been at the center of an intense debate. Uh, whether You can't deny that the video is pretty spectacularly creepy. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, and uh, makes for an interesting piece of potential paranormal evidence. Uh, let's see what some of the comments are. Looks like a faded picture of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did find this other story now on Weird we, uh, Week and Weird. Um, if you want to, I don't know if you want to read the comments first on the ghost thing or. Oh. <laughs> okay. First of all, okay, this person needs to learn how to run spell check before he posts shit, but it's kind of funny still. Why do it if you're going to, dude, run it out of there? Man, I hate that. But he does have a point. Like, why are you gonna be a ghost hunter if you're just gonna be like, oh my god, and just run away? Like, yeah, that's just... that's actually one of the things I was like, what? <laughs> Other than that, um, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah, all the tech we have today, and we get crappy, crappy video each and every time. Way to keep your market going. <laughs> um, but uh, Anna, I have yes. sad news for us. What? Um, while on the uh, ones uh, on the same site, so Week and Weird decided to say the five best paranormal podcasts, web series, and vlogs you should be subscribed to. Mm -hmm. We did not make the list. Aww. Um, but the first one is called Haunt Me. Huh. Uh, the second one is actually uh, a podcast I do listen to, and you do listen to to uh, as well. Bizarre States podcast. Yes. Um. Which they're more successful than us. I guess I should have Steve's backyard, but I don't really have a backyard. If I wanted to copy <laughs> Bowser's backyard, Steve's uh, apartment patio. <laughs> I, you know what? I could start Steve's that patio because you have the freaking the freaking like, weird bee that hornets lives in, or bees the or whatever that the hell. lives that yeah. wants to live in my furniture and screen door apparently now. Uh, and then every week I'd be like, hey, I got a new bzzz. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the other what's one is. What's the buzz? Yeah, what's the buzz? Steve's buzz. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, works two ways. Because um, <laughs> I Alcohol drink. Joke. Um, well, maybe next year we'll make the list. The other one is called Spirit of the Stanley. Uh, another one is called The Paranormal. Um, oh, no, that's the same. Oh, Paranormal Investigative Team. Oh, the vlogs are back or something. Anyways, and then uh, The Realm of the Weird. So, um, oh, and uh, the Epic. I'm going to pronounce this probably wrong. The Fomit podcast? How is it spelled? Fomit. E-U-P-H-O-M-E-T. Euphormic? Euphomit? No, is there something? It's E-U-P-H-O-M-E-T. H-O-M-E-T? Yeah. Euphomit? Euphomit podcast? The fuck? I don't know. It's a podcast. Well, it made the list. We didn't make the list. I wanted to write in the comments going, when do we make the list? But then people might just yell at us. So Probably. Uh, but yeah, Get maybe, off the stage! Maybe next year we'll make the list. Maybe if you guys, you know, subscribe. And you can subscribe to the podcast and then download it every Thursday. And, you know, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff. Wow, this is like... So, sorry, I apologize. I'm not high this week, so... Um, I don't even know if I should be saying that on the podcast. Probably not. I don't care. Uh, I really understand. I'm just working on drinking my delicious sour beer. So. Yes, that's true. But yeah, so that was our eerie uh, shit. 
that was supposed to be our eerie news of the week, and then I was going to dive into our <clears throat> next segment of uh, horror movie, TV, and news. I really got to come up with a better. This is called horror movie TV news. Um, but uh, yeah, so without further, this is wow. This podcast. You can just is call it horror entertainment news. Horrific entertainment news. Oh, there you go. Ah, look at me. I'm a wordsmith, <laughs> but not apparently a great wordsmith that gives us. Likes or no, listens. you're not Kevin Smith. Uh, Sorry, I'm never gonna be Kevin. Smith. Well, I can. Oh, I'm almost fat as Kevin Smith. Um, well, actually, Kevin Smith lost some weight, so then I'm fatter than Kevin Smith. Well, at least you're not the one who's immortalized as a fat guy. So not yet, because he is Fat Man on Batman, and Silent Bob is kind of chubby and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, so it's time for our hor- horrific news. Even call the horrific entertainment news. There we go. I don't know. I should probably write that down, but I won't. But I would tell you to do it, but you won't. So, eh. so <laughs> you know, episode thirty-two has really gone to shit fast, and we're not even. That well, far it's into it. because number one, we didn't watch a movie, and number two, yeah, we didn't. We were like, gonna watch Goonies. The Conjuring, and then we didn't, and then instead we ended up, which we'll talk about more on socially awkward, but we saw Goonies. Yeah, um, which, which that off the post. Which is not even a horror film, but uh, but this is kind of interesting. So uh, Hellraiser, uh, remember their uh, puzzle cube? Yeah. Their puzzle box. They they finally made a uh, Rubik's cube. <gasps> Sweet. So this is a new little uh, thing you can pick up if you want. Uh, That's awesome. I really want. Yeah, that. Hellraiser Three: Hell on Earth is actually what it's modeled after of the uh, the thing. But yeah, it's a nice little kick-ass little puzzle box Rubik's cube. It's pretty slick looking, and uh, it looks like it would be a pain in the ass to try and figure out which blocks went where. Yeah, but uh, yeah, still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's Bye-bye. see. What else do they have? Oh, uh, movies that are coming to Netflix. I'm not gonna go through all of these, but a couple of the horror movies are movie genres but it looks like we're getting blade uh two um i believe is coming uh we also have uh big trouble little china is coming back in oh yeah because it was on there for a while and i guess they took it off Uh uh-huh uh Dreamcatcher, a stephen king book oh yeah that was on there before because i caught it uh insomnia oh yeah uh the let's see twisted I don't know. Samuel Jackson's in it. Um, oh, love that guy. Let's see. Oh, this one's um, is this one? yeah, this one is coming on July fifteenth. I'm looking forward to seeing this called Holidays. Uh, supposed to be a short, a uh, bunch of short different ones. All the holidays, I believe. Kevin Smith actually directed the uh, Halloween uh, segment, so it's like oh. a uh, what are they called? Like a very cool. Ah, shit. Creep Show is one of them. It's like yeah, episodic. Said what Trick or treat and stuff, but uh, Seth Green's also in it as well. Anthology. There Anthology. We there we go. Um, the Wave and a bunch of other ones. So we are getting some new horror movies that are coming to uh, Netflix. Though there is uh, a horror streaming net, uh, uh, like streaming service now called uh, Shutter, uh, which I actually might try free to see how long the free trial is to see if they do have some pretty good horror movies on there, and might have to either subscribe to that or switch over there, or maybe like, hey, you guys want to be a sponsor? But they'll be like, no, you did not make the five. You didn't make, you didn't the, top, make the top five. You didn't make the top five. You don't care. So you don't care. Well, um, you know what? I'm actually kind of excited because David fucking Cummings' podcast wasn't on the top five. No, so it, it, if his was on there, I would be kind of pissed. But this one, yeah. I'm a little excited. This one for uh, it's exciting and a little strange. So we talked about um, a, a while ago, like they did the uh, the Dracula, the Undead movie. Uh, 
Undead and Loving It? Or Undead and Untold. Dracula Untold. Oh, Dracula that. Untold, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we also heard that Tom Cruise was going to be attached to the Mummy picture, mm-hmm. the new one. And apparently, like I've been saying, uh, it's like Universal Studios is trying to do like their own like Avengers where everything. But this is an odd pick. But can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Most likely Wet oh. Dog. They have tapped him, it looks like. Might be playing the Wolfman. That would be cool, actually. Especially since he's got like sharp teeth anyways. So we all remember there was the movie called Wolfman uh, that came out with yes. uh, Gilmore Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah, and uh, no, Anthony wait, Hopkins. Wait, is Gilmore Del Toro the actor or, or, or the director? I think Guillermo Del Toro is the director. But, yes, I know who you're talking about, and I had Anthony Hopkins in it, and I worked at Harkins whenever it came out, and I literally had people coming up to me asking me, excuse me, what's Wolfman about? So I just went, it's about this dude that's a werewolf. And I, yeah, uh, some people, good lord. Well, I did find um, it. Well, did we talk about this? I don't remember. I don't think about. so. No, 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 not the werewolf one. I just found another story that also taps the Invisible Man. Did we talk about that film? No, we didn't. Apparently, Johnny Depp cast as Universal's new Invisible Man. Oh wait, I think we might have which, talked about it. But which, still, that's kind of cool. No, it sounds cool, but it also sounds kind of weird because I'm like, why take? You're literally taking a handsome man and be like, nope, we're not seeing you. Well, they did the same thing with Kevin Bacon as the Invisible Man. Yeah, but he wasn't a likable Invisible Man. He was a rapist in that movie, wasn't he? I don't know. I didn't actually watch the movie. Oh, Hollow Hollow Man? Yeah, I thought it was a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollow Man. That's what it was. Um, The uh, Ouija Origin Evil trailer is out, and actually, I guess people say it looks, like, good. It looks scary. It looks, uh, yeah, Evil gets a surprising good trailer. Um, Oh, yeah, it's because uh, that one director who directed uh, Hush is the one who directed Ouija Origin of Evil. And so, basically, they did the first Ouija movie, and then they gave him the... Basically, they told him to direct it and just kind of take his own direction with it. And they were like, basically, they are like, you can throw everything out from the first movie if you want. Just do what you think would work for this movie. So... I'm glad that it's actually getting a, a good review because that means he did a good job. Yeah, it looks like this will be coming out on, uh, on Halloween. So we'll go ahead and post awesome. this uh, trailer on the Facebook page as well. Um, go ahead and check that out. And let's see, what else do we got? Then we have... Um, yeah, Mike Flanagan is his name. That's uh, right. So then we're going to have so some plot details mm-hmm. for Annabelle 2 Ooh. have been released. So let's take a look to see if they're going to be following any of the origin stories or whatnot. So James Wan has a knack for making horror films a spawn-off franchise. The Conjuring was certainly no exception to date, and the direct sequel to Conjuring 2 and a spinoff of Annabelle has been released. Another spinoff, The Nun, currently in the works, and the sequel to Annabelle's is also on the way, or is it a prequel? The plot's uh, synopsis seem to suggest that it might be. So I'm wondering if they're going to actually talk about the doll. Mm. Oh, so... um... You know the what was it the movie that's is it Lights Out that just recently had like, a new trailer? Yeah. Yes, Lights Out. So it looks like that director is going to be who's directing Annabelle two. Hmm. Um. Oh, Miranda Otto will be in there as well. Oh yeah, we just talked about that. How Miranda Otto is going to be in it because I love that. Chick, yes. Because she's hot. Um. And she seems very nice. But yeah. So hopefully, it'll actually. Well, they said they I guess they added uh, the Godfather two of creepy doll movies. Um, Sandberg recently said the one one of the many things that uh, entices me to, with this project with uh, its new story, also the setting. 
Um, and the time period of this one is perfect for a horror movie. So he's just basically kind of trying to talk it up. Okay, so they did say it's not a continuation of the first film. So that's good, at least. But I don't understand why it's called Annabelle 2 if it's not going to be a continuation of the first film. Well, they always seem to do that with a lot of stuff where they'll name something something and then it'll be like, this is the prequel. So, yeah, it's true. Who knows? Yeah, um, they're going to be like, here's a prequel unless, with a China doll that's unless, not possessed yet. Unless it's actually going to be called something different and not Annabelle 2. They're just putting Annabelle 2 for now because they don't actually have an IP for it. So, Oh, so um, your friend Ben mentioned this, actually. Yes, go ahead. In uh, the movie Annabelle, if you watch it again, which if, I mean... I don't know if any of you subjected yourselves to the horror of watching it the first time because it's a terrible movie, but, or at least I disliked it, but that's my own personal opinion. But apparently, if you want to watch it again, I guess every time the doll moves, then you can see a shadow, um, the shadow of like the little demon thing that's controlling the doll in every shot that the doll moves. So that was something like a little Easter egg that I thought was interesting that I didn't even notice the first time I watched it. So because he said like he basically had to like really lighten up his screen in order to see it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't even notice that. So um, should be no. random fact about the first movie. <laughs> um, uh, this is actually a great hopes for people who are fans of old school horror movie and stuff like that. So on September 16th, um, the complete series of Friday the 13th, the television show, uh, and Tales from the Dark Side are going to finally be released on DVD and Blu-ray. They weren't on DVD and Blu-ray before? No, they've never been released. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that's kind of cool. That's all I get from that one. Uh, this is kind of a cool marketing idea. Um, usually I would talk about this on a, a podcast called Code Sight Omega, but that's not really going anywhere because I don't have a co-host. But um, Godzilla uh, Resurgence uh, will be coming out on July 29th. Ah, for my birthday. Um, but uh, they decided to release a huge print of Godzilla's foot on the beach in uh, Japan. On Hokkaido Island. Which is kind of cool and interesting. So they're going to... Um, so we're going to see what happens with that. Um, and God, okay, we get it. Why do I want to... They keep showing me this stupid, like, advertisement that I need to skip, and it's like, why do you keep showing me Trump? I don't want to see a Trump thing. I know they're making fun of Trump, but it's like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, if I wanted Trump, I'd just bring him into the studio. What we're going to do is we're going to take Godzilla. He's a huge monster. He doesn't know how to count, but I'm the best counter ever. And we're going to take him. We're going to build a wall around him, and we're going to make that damn dinosaur pay for it himself. With his stupid yens and his stupid taxes and his yen burgers. Can and someone his, kick him out of here? You can't kick me out. I live here now. Me and Arnold, Nicholas Cage. Arnold, get out here and take over. Yeah, me, me and Nicholas Cage. We're gonna we're gonna run the gambit. He's the best singer, but I'm the best talker. And we're gonna put Godzilla in a wall. You do know Godzilla's fictional. I don't care. We'll take all your fictional characters. We're gonna take the Let It Snow girl and Let It Go girls, and everybody's gonna build walls around walls. And soon we're just gonna be a bunch of Lego. <laughs> Pieces in a wall. You know what? I'm just going to stop you right there. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, can you please take over for Donald Trump? Because I like you. I mean, I like you a lot better than I like that weirdo with a uh, yeah, carpet no, on am, his head. I am not going to uh, do that right now. I am going to... Uh, uh, You're too busy taking care of your daughter, Maggie. Ah, Maggie! She died! It was sad. Um, sorry. <laughs> Tangents. Um, I skipped over a show note, but I guess it kind of leads into this one. So, um... 
new Ghostbusters song sucks with a question mark I put because apparently some people have listened to it and some people don't like it. But then again, I have a feeling the same people who don't like the song also don't like the movie. And I know a lot oh, of people yeah. are like, I'm not going to watch the movie. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. I like. How, OK, look, if you don't want to go see the new Ghostbusters movies, that's fine. I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not going to say go, you know, so. But then stop talking about it. You, you made your decision. Yeah. Don't see it. Okay. I'm I am going to go see this movie. I'm not being paid to see this movie. I like Ghostbusters. I want to see where this is going to go. And like I said, we're doing an entire month of Ghostbusters. You're going to see my passion for Ghostbusters. So if I literally come back after seeing this movie and I hated it, there's probably going to be – I'm probably going to have some valuable facts. It's not going to be because it's all women or it's going to be something that is probably just going to be like – just it's probably not a good movie like Annabelle. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, but the brand new song is out. It's actually by Fallout Boy and Miss Elliot. Now, I'll put it this way. So I played a little bit of it uh, last you. night. Yeah. And then I found it on Spotify. And not going to lie, kind of dig it. Yeah? Um, It grows on you. And I'm not saying, like, you have to force yourself to listen to it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not Just as good. Just kind of give it a couple tries, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah give it a couple tries. I mean, again... You guys can hate it. You guys can hate me for even thinking about liking it. I'm not saying it's the best song ever. It's better than the original because technically nothing can beat the original. But That's I think true. I think they do a good. Uh, I think they. I I enjoyed it. I think it kind of it got me pumped. I mean, I'm pumped for this movie anyways. But you kind of listen to this going like, yeah, yeah, Boston makes me feel good, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. You guys are gonna hear it, so I'm gonna play a little bit of it. Uh, so you guys can judge for yourself. I mean, like I said, I dig it. I, I, I even asked Matthew, our music guy, I was like, yeah, I was kind of listening to the new Ghostbusters uh, song and I, I kind of dig it, kind of dig it. It kind of gives me this pumped out. It, it, I'll put it this way. When I, I'm going to talk about it in lengths with the Ghostbusters video game, which there's another story on that mm-hmm. in here. But, uh, there was a part in the Ghostbusters video game where you're running around, you're busting ghosts. And the one thing that that game was really missing was that Ghostbusters song. It does oh. it in the very beginning of the game, like starts off the the, mm-hmm. the the video game with it. And you're like, okay. And there's like certain parts where you're just like you're blazing through things and stuff. You're really just kind of hoping like at a certain point you guys would be like music kicks in. You're like, fuck yeah. And you start busting ghosts. Like don't get me wrong. The game is really fun and I had a blast with it. But I was just like that one. I'm just like, ah. You just need that one level. I just, I just wanted one level where that song just, like, kicks in. Even if it was, like, a joke, like, it's on the radio or something like that. Just something. But, okay, buddy. Without further ado, the new Ghostbusters song, Ghostbusters, uh, parentheses, or quote, no, yeah, parentheses, I'm Not Afraid is what it's called.
Now there's a part in the in the song where it drops into Miss Elliot rapping and stuff like that. It was funny. Just just reading some of the comments again, everyone's all like, "Wow, this song sucks. It's a piece of shit." And then you drop a rap song in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, if you guys aren't if if you saw the trailer to Ghostbusters and you're like, "This movie's gonna suck. And it looks like a piece of shit." And did I hate to break it to you, people. The movie's coming. So if you don't want to have any contribute to it, then don't watch the movie. Wait. Don't see it. Don't ever see it. Don't you know? Do whatever you want and stuff like that. What I'm getting at is the fact that I hate to break it to you. If you guys think it's going to be like the whole Fox Studios and Sony Pictures and stuff like that, if if the movie fails, the original people will come back and take it up. I hate to break it to you. It's produced by Sony. Sony owns Ghostbusters. So if the movie fails, guess what? They still own Ghostbusters, and they're going to be able to do whatever they want with it. So whether they're going to give the girls another chance at a sequel, unless the movie does horrible, or they're going to try to reboot it again and again and again until they find the fit that they want to fit with it. Uh, if Sony was smart, if the movie does fail, and it's a big blockbuster flop, flop and everything like that, I would say you do another Ghostbusters movie, but you do Lego Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I will say I like that that song. I think that it has a really good blend of the old song, and I feel like it's a, maybe a little bit overproduced, but still, uh, it's, no, it's it's unique, and I really I think it has a good beat, and I think it's a good song. Like I have no problem with it. I have no no uh, like issue, and I I mean I like Fall Out Boy anyways. I think there's a lot of people that just don't like Fall Out Boy just to be haters, and so they're probably like, oh, this song's crap. So well, uh, well, I will say this. I did find this uh, earlier today, and I thought it was great. So this Ghostbusters theme song is the cover that apparently everyone deserves. This is for uh, the Japanese release of the movie. Oh. But they did their own music video. Oh, jeez. And it's great. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's... It's basically just a cover of the original song, but in Japan. But the girls are literally dressed in the Ghostbusters outfits. Oh, nice. They have the proton packs. They literally went back to the old school kind of look where it's the neon and stuff. If you ever saw the Ray Parker uh, Ghostbusters video, but this is just great when it kicks in. I will post this up. So yeah, that's uh, that's the Japanese. <laughs> no, I just wanted to hear her say, "I ain't afraid of no ghosts in Japanese." That was pretty awesome. My favorite part is when I actually watched this uh, earlier today. Uh, Ooh, well, in the bathroom with your hand? I no, I was just gonna say, meaning like I should have been working, but I was fucking oh. around on my phone. <laughs> uh, when I watched it earlier today, when I literally got to that part, was all like, "Don't come me to she do." Whereas like the Japanese oh, version yeah. of busting makes me feel good. Okay, so we just listened to those two versions. Now here's the original. If there was a <clears throat> fucking ad, <laughs> so give me a sec. One. Right. I had no idea that they created their own version for Japan. Though. That's yeah, they do a lot of like their own kind of. They did that with uh, what's it called? Um, Star Wars. Oh. So this is the original.
Yeah, I still like the original. Yeah. I think the original is really good, but I was actually thinking about it. So if the band was more well-known, now this is the thing I could think of, is Sony Pictures, they might actually have a contract with Fallout Boy and... Um, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, but I go, I think a great version of the song, uh, but they probably would never pick the band because the band is a ska band and only mm-hmm. certain people would know what the band is. Um, but Lesson Jake... Oh, yeah. I think would have done a fucking kick-ass cover of the Ghostbusters song. But that's just my opinion. But again, we will see. So actually, so uh, what the last story we're going to wrap up with before we get to our new segment is fans edit Ghostbusters the video game into the third film you actually wanted. Now, I love how everyone keeps saying the third film. This is not a third film. This is not a continuation. It is a reboot of not the original. They're doing their own take, yada, 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 and stuff like that. But I think it's this whole thing. Like, over the past, like, couple years. Sorry, I'm just going to no, go good. on a little rant for a second. So, over the past, like, in the past, like, two to three years, it seems like everyone has already made up their minds about every single movie that comes out before it even comes out. And it's really starting to piss me the fuck off. Like, if you haven't seen the movie yet, keep your fucking opinion to yourself. That's what I say. Well, Well, I mean, like, if you want to see the movie, that's great. If you don't want to see the movie, awesome. I don't want to hear shit about it unless you've actually seen it and it's actually out. Like, if you saw it and you're like, you know what, I didn't like it and here's the reason why, that's great. That's your opinion. I have no problem with it. You actually have something to back it up. But... If you are ooh, ooh thunder thunder but oh dude you've angered the gods probably <gasps> or maybe they're just clapping in agreement with me no um, what did you do Ray <laughs> I couldn't help it um help what <laughs> but I, that's oh, my whole like boy. and it's just the biggest it just bugs the hell out of me like if you haven't seen the movie yet it's... then shut your fucking mouth and wait until you actually have seen it before you make a look form of fucking what opinion. i learned what i learned as soon as the internet hit and everyone can post anonymously and talk about however they want to take everyone's gonna have their own opinion like look uh the new it movie i'm pretty sure people are outraged about that they're probably not excited about the person who's playing you know it they're like oh tim curry should come back to guess what None of these movies are raping your childhood. Get over it. All right. So, yes, everyone's entitled to your opinion and stuff like that. But uh, you know what? Keep your opinion to yourself and behind closed doors. Um, No, I have no problem if you want to have an opinion. Just wait until you actually back it up with fact. So if you want to say, oh, yeah, I'm super excited for the movie that comes out. That's great. Have you actually like have you actually seen it? Well, no. Well, how about you wait and make a decision on whether or not it's going to be good until you actually saw it? Like, um, Captain America Civil War and Batman v Superman, perfect examples. Everyone already decided before Batman v Superman came out that it was going to suck. I went in there and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. And I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I actually liked it better than Captain America Civil War because I felt like Captain America Civil War was kind of overrated. But, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. So, all right, my rant is done. No, you're good. So, yeah, so somebody, I've already played the video game, which I will actually talk about. And actually, someone mentioned, like, is they're going to make the game backwards compatible? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would be fine with them even doing a, like, you know, a remaster for the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, because I would love to play through this game again. Um, I mean, I own it and stuff, but I just kind of want to get the achievements again and everything like that. But it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun game. But, yeah, so somebody went ahead and took all the movie scenes and edited them together to make... Um, make their, you know, Ghostbusters 3 movie, which technically was pretty much Ghostbusters 3 anyways of how they've written it. Um, you experience feelings of dread in space or attic. Have you or your family actually seen Boo, Becker, or Ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Just pick up the phone and call the professional. Call the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. We're, We're ready, ready to, to believe, believe you. you. Franchises available soon. 
So if you haven't played the Ghostbusters game, I'm not watching this thing because it's like two oh, hours, wow. two hours and twenty two minutes. Oh jeez, which is weird because like I'm like ah the game, but yeah. So the game basically takes place back in 1991, a couple of years after the events of Ghostbusters two. Mm-hmm. What's kind of cool about the storyline because it is written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, um, and it's kind of cool because it actually takes place with uh. Uh, they're actually opening in the, the the museum is a Gozer exhibit. Ooh. So it's it's a really kind of cool idea. The gameplay is really fun and everything like that. So um, why a fan took the time and effort to actually edit that and make it into the third Ghostbusters movie, uh, you're fine. We're First off, we're never ever going to get the third Ghostbusters movie with the original cast because Harold Ramis, rest in peace, has passed away. Um so that get is. over it. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so next week's movie review is definitely going to be Ghostbusters 1984. I figured I'd throw that out there now. And now we're going to give the floor to Anna again. I'm worried this time because she might go on a, her huge angry rants. No, no angry rants, no. Um, um, but before we dive into your new segment. Okay, now I'm angry. You have a theme song to go with this new thing. Oh, do so, I know? And now we do... This is exciting. I've never had a theme song. <laughs> and a serial killer of the week. No! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, alrighty. So my production value. Yeah, um, ten minute serial killer. Um. Wait, ten minute serial killer? Yeah, I was gonna call it a five minute serial killer segment, but I oh. figured to change it to ten minute serial killer because I'm sure I'm gonna go over five minutes with this crap. Oh. But um. Oh, this we week's... could do a game with it next time once you finally get like the uh repetition down or whatnot. Then we'd be like five minutes, and I'll time you and see if you can get all the facts and everything that you need to get into. Oh, that would be awesome. All right, so serial killer of the week this week is named Edward Ke- or excuse me Edmund Kemper. Uh, that's E-D-M-U-N-D-K-E-M-P-E-R, if you wanted to look it up. Um, he was born in 1948. He's currently age 67. Um, he's also known as Big Ed, the co-ed killer, and the co-ed butcher. Um, and he, uh, it says that he's a rapist, necrophile, and cannibal, but I couldn't find any information about the, the cannibal part. Um... Basically, he was born in California. He had a rough childhood. He moved to Montana with his mother at a young age after his parents separated um, before returning to California. Um, He was uh, eventually diagnosed as being psychotic and paranoid schizophrenic um, before his conviction of uh, murder as a criminally insane juvenile. Um, he was released at the age of 21 um, after convincing psychiatrists that he was rehabilitated. Um, let's see. All right. So early life as a child, he was extremely bright, but exhibited antisocial and psychotic, uh, excuse me, psychopathic behavior, such as cruelty to annual animals uh, with a 10 year old Kemper bearing a pet cat alive and once dead, digging it up, decapitating it and mounting its head on a spike. Well, um, he also also acted out bizarre sexual rituals with his sister's dolls that culminated in him removing their heads and hands and held a dark fantasy life. uh, Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? 
Dem- Don't you think I should chop off their feet? Demonstrated on his hands, not feet. Well, I know. I was just going with the rhyme. Damn it, Anna. <laughs> this is why well, I will never your be... rhyme didn't work, so there It worked beautifully. The Disney... con- it didn't go with the continuity of the story, uh, damn it. Uh, and what does? When it's like, based on a true story. No, so, you know boom. what? There's no truth to this art. Yeah, well, you can't have every octopus. Um, but uh, looks like... Uh, is demonstrated on one occasion when Kemper's and eldest sister teased him and asked him why he doesn't try to kiss his teacher. He replied, if I kiss her, I'd have to kill her first. Okay. Um, so he had a close relationship with his father and was devastated when his parents separated in 1957 and he had to be re- raised by his mother in Helena, Montana. Um, he had a severely dysfunctional relationship with his mother, Clarnell, a neurotic domineering alcoholic who would constantly belittle, humiliate, and verbally abuse him. Clarnell often made her son sleep in a locked basement because she feared that he would harm or molest his sisters and regularly regularly mocked Edmund for his large size. He was at six foot four inches by the age of 15. Uh, as well as well, writing, that was just his penis. Whoa! <laughs> as well as deriding his weirdo personality. Oh, that's nice, Mom. Um, she incessantly told the young Kemper that he reminded her of his father and that no woman would ever love him. Uh, Kemper later described her as a sick, angry woman and has postulated that she suffered from borderline personality disorder. Yikes. Um, at age 13, Kemper ran away from home in an attempt to reconcile with his father in Los Angeles. Once there, he learned that his father had remarried and had had another son. Kemper stayed with his father for a short while until the elder Kemper sent him back to Montana. When he returned, he killed another family cat and kept pieces of the cat until his in his closet until his mother found them. Upon this discovery, uh, his mother sent him to live with his his grandparents. Kemper hated living in North Fork, California. He referred to his grandfather as senile and projected his hatred of his mother onto his grandmother, claiming that she was constantly emasculating uh, him and his grandfather. So on August 27th, uh, his grandmother was sitting at the kitchen table working on her latest children's book when she and Kemper had an argument. Enraged by the argument, Kemper stormed off, grabbed the twenty two caliber rifle uh, his grandfather had given him for hunting, and when Maud, his grandmother, told him not to shoot any birds, he then fatally shot her in the head before twi- firing twice more into her back. Um, he then dragged her body out of the kitchen into the bedroom, and when his grandfather came home from grocery shopping, Kemper went outside and fatally shot him in the driveway. Um, <laughs> I gotta watch The Conjuring, too. No, this is most ridiculous. When questioned by authorities, he said that he just wanted to see what it felt like to kill Grandma, and he killed his grandfather so that he wouldn't have to find out his wife had been murdered. Oh, so he's a serial killer. <laughs> he's trying to be nice. No, yeah. he's a serial killer with a heart of gold. In a way, I guess. It's um, like the shock would have killed him, so I did it for him. <laughs> So, uh, Kemper's crimes were deemed incomprehensible for a 15-year-old to commit, and court psychiatrists diagnosed him as suffering from paranoid schizophrenia and as being psychotic before sentencing him to the criminally insane unit of the Atascadero State Hospital. Um, He was tested twice uh, for... uh, He uh, took an IQ test twice. Once he tested at 136, and once he tested at 145. Dang. So he's a smart motherfucker, which explains why he had social issues. Um, let's see. To any of you guys who are smart, you're probably going to kill your grandma and then your grandpa. Yes, and then more people. Um, 
Let's see. So he was released from the hospital on his 21st birthday, December 18th of 1969, after serving five years and proving to the parole board that he would be safe to release. Um, he stayed with his mother, ended up moving out. He uh, tried to become a state trooper, but because he was six foot nine and 300 pounds, they rejected him because he was just too big. Um, let's see. During this time, his relationship with his mother remained to toxic and hostile, with mother and son having frequent arguments, which their neighbors often overheard. When he had saved enough mother new money to move out of his mother's home, he went north to Alameda near San Francisco and shared a small apartment with a friend, uh, but still complained of being able to, to get away from his mother with her constantly phoning him and paying surprise visits. And he often had limited funds, which frequently caused him, to have to, caused him having to return to her apartment in Aptos. Uh, he started working for the highway department. Uh, he actually got a car that looked similar to a police cruiser. Um, for a period of time, he picked up girls and let them go. By his estimation, he picked up around 150 hitchhikers. Um, and in doing so... Okay. Um, sorry, I'm trying to... No, you're good. I was just confused by picking up girls and just letting them... Yeah, was, they were hitchhiking, and he would pick up hitchhikers oh. and drop them off. Oh, yeah, see, like how they made it sound. It was like, I'm going to kidnap you. No, sorry, yeah, I was no, just kind of skipping you. through trying to find, like, the... So the basically what you're saying is the state is to blame for this man, because if they just made him a state trooper, it would have been fine. No, probably not. Actually, I, I do blame the state, though, because if they had just kept him in the mental hospital, it would have been fine. Yeah. And none of this would have happened. Anyways, so... Take another step. Mm. Between May of 1972 and April of 1973, uh, Kemper embarked on a murder spree that started with six female students and ended with the murders of his mother and her best friend. Damn. Kemper would pick up female students who were hitchhiking, take them to isolated areas where he would shoot, stab, smother, or strangle his victims. He would then take their lifeless bodies back to his home, or he would perform fellatio on their severed heads, have sex with their corpses, then dissect and dismember them. During this 11-month spree, he killed five college co-eds, one high school student, his mother, and his mother's best friend. So, uh... On May 7th of 1972, Kemper was driving in Berkeley when he picked up 18, uh, two 18-year-old hitchhiking Fresno State students, Mary Ann Pesci and Anita Mary Lucessa. Um, let's see. After driving for an hour, he managed to reach a secluded wooden area near Alameda. He was familiar with from his work at the highway department without alerting his passengers that he had changed directions from where they wanted to go. Here, he intended to rape them, but having learned from serial rapist in Ascadero that he should not leave witnesses, he instead handcuffed Pesci and locked Luchessa in this trunk before stabbing and strangling Pesci to death and killing Luchessa in a similar manner. Kemper later confessed that while handcuffing Pesci, 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 however you say her last name, he brushed the back of his hand against one of her breasts and it embarrassed him before strangely adding that he even said, whoops, I'm sorry, or something like that, uh, despite going on to murder her merely minutes later. Oh, I am so sorry. That was not part of the plan. Wasn't planning on groping you. Was just planning on doing this. Ah! Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, he was a serial killer with a heart of gold. <laughs> Kemper then put both of his, the women's bodies in the trunk of his Ford Galaxy and returned to his apartment, being stopped on the way by a police officer for a broken taillight, but managing not to be detected for his more serious offense. Shit. 
His roommate was not at home, so he took the bodies into his apartment. There he took pornographic photos of and had sex with the naked corpses while dismembering them. Putting, oh, okay. Uh, putting the body parts into plastic bags, which he later abandoned near Loma Prieta Mountain. Hmm. Um, more sex stuff. Uh, in August, Mary Ann Pesci's skull was found up on Loma Prieta Mountain. An extensive search failed to turn up the rest of her remains or a trace of her companion. Uh, September 14th of 1972, he picked up 15-year-old Korean dance student Aikoku, who had decided to hitchhike to a dance class after missing her bus. Um, he drove to a secluded area, brandishing a gun on Ku before accidentally locking himself out of his car. However, Ku let him back inside. Ku had, uh, Kimber had previously gained the 15-year-old's trust while holding her at gunpoint, where he proceeded to choke her unconscious, rape her, then finish killing her. So she could have gotten away, but she let him back in the fucking car. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. He then packed her body into the trunk of his car, had a few drinks at a nearby bar, then exiting the bar and opening his trunk, admiring his catch like a fisherman... And returned to his apartment where he again had sex with the corpse before dismemberment and disposal of her remains in a similar manner uh, to the two previous victims. Uh, next was Cindy Shaw on January 7th of 1973. Well, his roommate was ever just like, dude, that dude is just murdering pussy in there. <laughs> wow. Uh, he placed her body. Uh, let's see. He killed Cynthia Ann Shaw. Uh, he fatally shot her with a 22 caliber pistol. He placed her in the, her body in the trunk of his car and drove to his mother's house. He kept her body in his room and hid it in a closet overnight. And when his mother left for work the next morning, had sex with and removed the bullet from her body before dismembering and decapitating it in his mother's bathtub. Damn. Um, uh, eventually he buried the woman's head in his mother's garden facing upward towards her bedroom later remarking that his mother always wanted people to look up to her <laughs> and proceeded to discard the rest of her remains by throwing them off a cliff um over the course of the following weeks all but her head and right hand were discovered and pieced together like a macabre j jigsaw puzzle with police and pathologists determined determining she had been hacked to death and then sawed into pieces with a power saw on February 5th of 1973, um, after a heated argument with his mother, Kemper left his house in search of possible victims. Um, at that point, he ended up finding Rosalind Heather Thorpe and Alice Helen Liu um, on the UCSC campus. Um, shot them both did through the usual... Um, when questioned in a later interview as to why he removed his victim's head, one of the victim's heads before having sex with the body explained, the head trip fantasies were a bit like a trophy. You know, when the head is where everything is at, the brain, the eyes, mouth, that's the person. I remember being told as a kid, you cut off the head and the body dies. The body is nothing after the head is cut off. Well, that's not quite true. There's a lot left in the girl's body without the head. Well then. And then on April 20th of 1973, um, he... Okay. Uh, while waiting for his mother uh, to come home from a party, Kemper fell asleep and was then awakened by her arrival. While his mother was sitting in bed reading a paperback, she noticed Kemper enter her room and said, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. Kemper replied, no, good night, before waiting her to fall asleep and returning to bludgeon her with a claw hammer and slit her throat with a knife. 
Wow, okay. He then deca- decapitated her and engaged in fellatio with her severed head before using it as a dartboard. Damn. He also cut out her tongue and vocal cords and put them down in the garbage disposal. However, the do- garbage disposal could not break down the tough vocal cord tissue and ejected the tissue back into the sink. He later said that seemed appropriate as much as she bitched and screamed and yelled at me over so many years. He then had sex with his mother's corpse, hid it in a closet, closet and went out to drink before returning and inviting his mother's best friend, 59-year-old Sarah T. Hallett, over to the house for dinner and a movie. Upon her arrival, he strangled her to death, decapitated her body, and spent the night with her exanimate body. Uh, So he just slept with the body next to him. That's funny. Kemper then stuffed her corpse into a closet, hoping that a double homicide would draw less attention to him than a single homicide of his mother, obscured any outward sign of a disturbance, and left to a note to the police reading approximately 5.15 a.m. Saturday. No need for her to suffer anymore at the hand of this horrible, murderous butcher. It was quick asleep the way I wanted it. Not sloppy and incomplete, gents. Just a lack of time. I got things to do. And left the scene in Sally Hallett's car, driving eastward, leaving California and through Nevada and Utah. Um, Kemper arrived in Pueblo, Colorado, and after not hearing any news on the radio about the murders of his mother and Sally Hallett, found a phone booth and called the police. (laughs) He confessed to the murders, but the police didn't take his call seriously and told him to call back at a later time. Oh, my God. Several hours later, Kemper called again and asked to speak to an officer he personally knew. Kemper then confessed that to that officer of killing his mother in Hallett, but not mention he was also the murder of six female students. Uh, once he was taken into custody, he confessed to this other six. When asked to, after his arrest, what motivated to turn himself in, Kemper said the original purpose was gone. It wasn't serving any physical or real or emotional purpose. It was just a pure waste of time. Emotionally, I couldn't handle it much longer. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, during his trial. Okay, so... On November 8th of 1973, the six-man, six-woman jury deliberated for five hours before finding Kemper sane and guilty of eight counts of first-degree murder. He asked for the death penalty, requesting the judge death by torture. However, with a moratorium placed on capital punishment by the Supreme Court at the time, Kemper instead received uh, seven years to life for each count with these terms to be served concurrently and was sent to California Medical facility for incarceration and medical observation um looks like he's still there today um Kemper is very forthcoming about the nature of his crimes and said that he participated in the interviews to save others like himself from killing as he regards himself as much of a victim as the deceased so basically just a fucked up in the head kind of guy so if you still want to take Anna out on a date guys uh (laughs) But yes, that was way more than 10 minutes, but still, well, wait, there was wait, a lot of information. Well, what you need to do, um, I mean, fascinating, because I've never even heard of this person. Yeah. Um, but what you, I feel like I said, what you should probably do is probably just find, like, key points of things you want to touch upon and everything like that, and then, like, get that. But uh, this is probably going to sound really fucked up or anything like that, but I could kind of see this movie being made as a very dark comedy. Yeah, I could see that, I mean, too. just some of the stuff you're just like wow like yeah. he he was smart to i mean like he fucking he yeah had a dark sense of humor um he knew his shit apparently i mean like the way he would cut girls up like leave them out in the middle of the forest and like just like places that he knew that were like like out of the way and just 
He was careful. Careful. And really, the only way he got caught is because he straight up confessed to all the murders. Because he was like, he's waiting for someone to come by and be like, and find the bodies and everything. Then he's like, it's he's so it's so weird. Like he wanted to get caught and like yeah. He... I mean, he literally was like, oh, they haven't uh, talked about my mom's murder. I'm gonna call and confess. Like yeah. All right. <laughs> Oh, well. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Beat Horrorcast. Of course, next week, like I said, is going to be Ghostbusters. Well, July is Ghostbusters month. So Ghostbusters 1, 2, the new one, video game, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, next week we'll be watching Ghostbusters 1984, the original. And we'll dive into that movie, give it a rating, and then I will blow everybody's minds away. Well, not probably blow people's minds away, but you'll notice I have a really huge in-depth in this entire thing. I'll talk about pretty much my... Love for the Ghostbusters. So basically be blowing the microphone for the next month. Um, where I'm just like, oh, oh, God, oh, oh make it come. Oh, ectoplasma. I went a different direction with blowing. I thought you meant actually. Um, hopefully, hopefully if everything works out, we can get our hands on some ecto cooler and Twinkies. And lots and lots of vodka. And yes, because that's a big Twinkie. Um, so yeah, so uh, that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Give that Facebook page a like. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to check out our new sponsors. And also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at uh, Bee Horrorcast and on Instagram at Bee Horrorcast. And I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Anna, do you have anything else to add before we sign off? I got nothing. All right. Until next time, kiddos. Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Boston makes me feel good. Arr!